Hello, everybody, and welcome to this crazy little thing called life. I'm your host, Meg Thompson, and ah, I'm so glad you're here. You might be able to hear it in my voice. I'm still a little sick. The whole fam got the vid, and that is why this forecast is out so late, because I was tending to all of us. Um, yeah, such is the life of a mama. Anyway, I Casey and I really had such a beautiful conversation today, and we split it up a little bit differently. So Casey takes the reins in the beginning and shares all of the important dates that we need to look out for in February, including you know the full moon and what that energy is and how to work with it, as well as a few other dates that are important to keep an eye out for, for the way that you feel, either if you're in expansion and it's time to take radical action, or if you're in contraction and it's time to drop that hustle culture and give yourself space and time to rest and receive. And this seems like this month is also going to bring up some anxiety, Um, not in a necessarily a bad way. It can be that excited anxiety of that nervousness without the breath or that excitement without the breath. Um, And it also might bring up some anxiety around having to slow down um, and having to rest and Trust me from being in the place where I was, where I was just so sick and had to slow down so much. Um, I can understand how that can feel. And so, you know, Casey and I talk about some nervines to work with, which are just good tonics to work with your nervous system and your body. So herbs like skull skullcap and vervain and milky oats were the ones that we talked about. Um, as well as, you know, it's a good month to work with Reiki. And if you're not already Reiki attuned or if Reiki's been calling you, um, you can always let me know. And I teach Reiki attunements. So if you're interested in learning more than that, more about that, you could always reach out to me on the line at I am Meg Thompson to grab um, some more information about that. And then we dive into the Akashic Forecast. And I talk a little bit about what the Akashic Forecast is and how it works through me because I've been getting a lot of questions around, well, what is the Akashic Records? And, you know, it's so, it's like poetry. It's it's trying to express something that is so vast and uh, expansive in a few words. And so, yeah, the Akashic Records are, it's soul speak, right? It's connecting with your, the wisdom within you and, and, and the wisdom that lives in the consciousness of all the things. And so the best way to imagine it is like this great library that has the DNA of every living thing and the DNA of every soul. And within that, we can access past lives or we can access even the future. Um, but that's not something that I particularly do. You can access wisdom and also open yourself up for channeling, which I do for channeling these messages through the Akashic Records. I talk a little bit about in this episode about how anybody can access the Akashic Records, but it's very different having a guide. It's like, you know, it's like the astrology for me. Astrology is really overwhelming, but having somebody to teach you and help you understand astrology and understand what you're looking for makes it far easier to comprehend and then take action from the information that you are now gathering. The same goes with the Akashic Records. You know, they're there that you have the ability to access them if you've been tapping deep into those kind of unseen hidden realms in your own life, you are tapping into the Akashic Records. 
However, it makes a world of difference having a guide guiding you through and guiding you step by step to understand how to recall the information and how to utilize it. Um, So I talk a little bit about some of the people who have learned the Akashic Records through me and the work that they're doing in the world. And I talk about it myself. And then of course, there's the Akashic Forecast that gives you the wisdom and the understanding for the energy or the kind of cosmic weather that we are going to be navigating in February. This month is really all about you. And Casey and I chatted a little bit afterwards. And one of those things that I'm really good at is those inner realms, like working with your inner realms and doing that work from that space and then having it ripple externally. And so that's what a lot of this forecast is about, is working with those inner realms and remembering the truth of who you are and awakening and not in that like kind of that word has gotten so interesting, right? Like getting so woke. This bitch is woke. It's not about this bitch getting woke and being woker than these other people because they have XYZ knowledge. Not that kind of woke. More like this seed stirring awakening from deep within the void, right? That the the seed knows when the seasons change and knows when it's time to change and evolve and grow into a plant. It's, it's encoded in the DNA. And so just like that, it's encoded in your DNA as well. And so this month is really an opportunity for awakening at that seed level. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy. And if you're looking for any opportunity to dive into the things that we talk about here, you know, you can always check out Casey at CaseyDenae.com or you can check out anything that I'm providing at um, MegThompson.com. And I also have a workshop that I'm doing with Aurora, who was in the podcast episode previous to this. Um, and we're going to be diving into the those unseen realms, wisdom keeping, as well as guardianship and the Akashic records. So if you're interested in that, I'll just drop the link in the show notes below so you can check that out. It's going to be really fun and magical. And yeah, thanks for being here and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Crazy Little Thing Called Life podcast with your host, the lovely Megan Thompson. Megan is a spiritual life and business coach, Akashic record practitioner, and all things crushed velvet lover. If you're keen to create more than just a living, but a life and business you love, you're in the right place. Bursting with practical and spiritual tools, tips and tricks that you can enact today to get out of your own bloody way. So grab a cuppa and shield your wee one's ears. You can count on Megan and her guests to use cheeky adult language and inappropriate humour on this crazy little thing called life. Welcome everybody to the February Akashic and Astrology Forecast. I'm Meg Thompson. I'm so glad you're here and I've got Casey Disney here with me. Thanks for being here, Casey. I'm so happy to be here, Meg. Thank you. So we are going to dive in. (laughs) Thank you everybody for your patience. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm so glad that you've been flexible and thank you everybody for your patience for the delay on this. As some of you know, who follow me and Casey, um, I have COVID. And so we've, my entire family has been completely wiped out. Um, everybody's doing much better minus my husband at this point 
but we're all on the mend. And so here we are meeting and ready to divulge the information that came through, through the Akashic records and through the astrology for February. So Casey, I'm going to let you take the helm and share some of those important dates and themes that we need to look out for, for the month. Awesome. Yay. Okay. Well, I am super excited about February because it is a massive Mars month. And so this is motivation. This is seeding. This is we're at this moment coming out of all of the retrogrades. We actually have all of the planets direct until April 29th. And so at this moment, everything's starting to happen. And I just want to add real quick before we dive into this, that the tendency is to come out of retrogrades and then decide, oh my gosh, I need to come up with a new plan. Things haven't been working for me during these retrogrades things. I haven't had the momentum that I wanted. I'm going to scratch everything that I've done and start completely new. And that is not the way to work with this energy. Every time we come out of retrogrades, that means whatever you were seeding during those retrogrades, whether that was a program, a habit, uh, an idea, whatever it was, a new belief system, when we're coming out of that retrograde and we're in this period until April 29th, that's the time for you to create the momentum. If you start back over, it, you, it won't work and you'll be in the same situation next year. So just remember you're moving things forwards that have been with you for the past few months. Um, so that's what we're in, especially right now, um, going to continue to be in up until the full moon. I will add, cause my dates really begin on February 8th and this is where Mars is trying Uranus. And again, that's what I was talking about the motivation. And when we have Mars trying Uranus, Uranus is sudden change. I will add this can have some anxious energy or some accident proneness. So make sure you're moving slowly. Okay. We want to have internal excitement, (laughs) not trying to go rush around in your car or feel like you're in a hurry. Okay. This energy is getting really excited and motivated for that possibility of everything changing for you. That possibility of my life could be totally different with these few shifts. I will add though, this is a waxing trine. And the difference is, is this means that just like you have a waxing moon, um, when you're getting rid of things, this energy is there to help us clear out, like spring clean some of the belief systems, some of the frustrations and anxiety, some of the, the places that you take action that don't get you results. So you're clearing that out because we're actually going to see that a little bit more, um, of an oomph around that in, in summertime in oomph. I mean, <laughs> the results, the results, the, the pieces will be able to come through then. Um, especially starting in, uh, May as well as when you'll start seeing, if you follow along and, and stick with some of the things that have been coming up for you, May is when you'll start seeing the results from that. From there, we move on to, on a side note, there's some, you know, the Pluto return in America, we really want to pay attention to the week of, uh, Valentine's day, just to play around with and then, or pay attention to not play around with. And then we move into February 16th, the full moon in Leo. And this moon is, is 
pretty nice because there, it's not making any other aspects. So, and by that it's, it's simply sun to moon, sun opposing moon. And when we're, anytime we're in Aquarius, which is where the sun is to Leo energy is we're being asked to claim our authenticity, who you actually want to be in this world, who you from a heart centered perspective, not like looking at other people's lives or what other people's expectations are of you. But from a heart centered place, who do you want to be? And then it's asking you to really step into that role, even when you're not getting the visibility, even when you're not getting the recognition, even when there's no one cheering you on and going, wow, yeah, good on you for letting that part of you come out or good on you for speaking your mind or good on you for embracing that part of your identity that was hard for you to do. This, this full moon's asking you, can you make those changes? Can you make those shifts? Can you step into that expression even when like no one's cheering you on? Nobody else is excited about it. Can you do it just for you? And this full moon is also important because on that day, we also have Venus and Mars together. And so when we're in this energy, it's really getting excited and being able to take actions, trusting that you'll receive. So in the context of, for example, being able to step in a new expression, Being able to say, you know, authentic success is possible. You don't have to play by anybody else's rules. You don't have to follow someone else's script. You don't have to hide or dim down parts of yourself or parts of your story, parts of your desires to get what you want. So this is a big, you know, I know full moons are very much receiving moments. And so a practice that would be really good for this is writing down five to 10 things that you're grateful for that haven't happened yet. Grateful for that. You just trust are going to happen. Um, from there we move in the very next day. So this is all, this is pretty potent external energy. Um, and by external, I mean, not related to the moon. We also have Jupiter sextile Uranus. Okay. So if you remember earlier on February 8th, we had Mars trining Uranus. Now we have another positive aspect to Uranus, but this is Jupiter. So again, this is getting excited about, um, getting excited about that shift happening in your life, getting excited about that change happening, getting excited that you create your own rules on what is possible for your life. And again, this is a waxing or a waning sextile, excuse me, a waning sextile, which means you're clearing things out. You're clearing things out that say that that shift isn't possible, or you're not going to get there fast enough, or you need to be there by X, Y, Z, um, or it's not happening. All of this is really trust energy. It's saying, can you trust that the results are coming before you see them. Can you live in that from here until spring? Can you live in that moment in that trust and faith that it's going to happen? So, and again, this is a big moment of like taking a risk Jupiter sextile Uranus. I mean, not a huge one, please. Again, don't go like rushing around in your car, like <laughs> be smart. Don't go spend your entire life savings on an investment property, unless that's something you've been in for a really long time. Um, but get excited and do something that challenges that take a step forward where you can't see it. Like think about the full card, for example, (laughs) that's your moment of going, Oh my gosh, I'm so scared to embarrass myself. I'm scared that this is going to go wrong, but go ahead and do it anyways. And that's February 17th. But that energy is with us 
about a week from that February 8th to a week after, um, cause Jupiter moves really slowly. So don't be like, you don't have to do it directly on February 17th. Just embrace that energy all over, go ahead and start something. Um, as we move into the end of the month, things change. The energy shifts. Okay. Everything from about from now until the 20th is very much motivation. Go, go, go. All the things I just said, but as we move into about the 20th, 21st, because on February 23rd, we have Mars sextile Neptune and Neptune always slows things down. It makes things, it puts a veil over your energy and your enthusiasm. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, we're, we're reprogramming hustle culture. You don't have to be on all the time. This is a very big moment of going internal and receiving visions. This is very much a connection to your intuition. This is ideally you want to be closing off to what everybody else is saying, thinking, doing, and going, what's the one thing I need to do? What's the seed? Give me the seed universe, God creator. Give me the seed. What's my one step. What's my one download. And I think in this is one of the big things to, to keep in mind is downloads don't come as whole visions. They don't come as your five-year plan. They come as one step, maybe two steps because you know, it's kind of like it with, with a child or something important. <laughs> if they can't listen to one thing, why would you give them the whole, the whole vision? Right. So just taking that one little piece, being led by your spiritual connection, definitely prioritizing and taking action on creating space for tuning in and touching in with your intuition, inner self, um, inner world, meditation, Reiki, shadow work, all of that. And then last we have February 24th, the shadow period to Mercury retrograde ends right now. We're still in the shadow period of Mercury retrograde, which if you've been listening to me or you follow me, you know, retrogrades come in three waves. You get a wake up call, you get the retrograde period with realignment, and then you get the testing zone. And this is really important from now until February 24th, because you're being tested on your mindset growth. If you pass this test, it's kind of like when, you know, you've been struggling with something for a long time, you just kind of like piece by piece by piece. You're just like, oh my gosh, this is ever going to end. And then one day it just ends. That's <laughs> the one day this just ends is what we're in right now. That's the opportunity. So making sure you stay on the game on your mindset and the shifts that you've been making for the past month and a half. Um, this is an up-level moment, a growth moment. And then February 24th, that shadow ends. but. <laughs> Mercury ends its shadow period. You're the up-level period, the growth period. And this is basically where we start learning new lessons again, or repeating the ones that we didn't learn the lesson on. And it's squaring Uranus, which Mercury and Uranus are our two nervous system planets. So anytime they're in a tense aspect, it's usually anxiety, restlessness, frustration, a little bit of fear. And that's not a problem if you acknowledge it. It's not a problem if you go, oh, what is coming up? That's weird. Hmm, I need to take care of myself. I need to go take a bath. I need to work with <laughs> some Nervine herbs, some flower essences. I need to caretake my nervous system, right? But it's also a moment of patience because what can happen is we're coming out of this retrograde period. I'm saying, go, 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 do the things, take action. And then you hit this wall of like, oh my God, what if I take action and this happens? What if? 
what if this goes wrong? All the things it's, it's the contraction after the expansion beginning of this month's the expansion. It's the excitement. It's the, woo, this is the contraction moment. And the, the misstep in this is to go, oh my gosh, this is a contraction moment. It's never going to get better. I'm not going to be okay. All the stories and go completely contracted. The test in this is being able to go, you know, if this has been, uh, I've taken a lot of action. I've done a lot of good stuff. I'm going to rest and caretake myself. I'm going to rest and I'm going to trust. And that is having some patience, making sure that you are staying with the plan, continuing to take action. That is the key, even when it's a little bit scary. So that is the astrology of this month. (laughs) I'm super excited for it. Um, I'll also add that we have February 2, 2, 2, 2022 coming up, which just sounds like a good day in all honesty. So, (laughs) so I'm going to turn it over to you, Meg. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to keep my video off. Sorry. Just cause I think it will work better. Um, yeah, so beautiful. So I just want to, of course, every single time Casey, it always, I mean, we're going to, I'm sure I sound like a broken record. Like it always blows my mind <laughs> how aligned the Akashic records are with the astrology. It's so beautiful. You know, even as like people ask me all the time, what are the Akashic records? You know, how do you do this? What are you doing here? And it's like, yeah, I'm just like tapping into the great cosmic knowing and then channeling it. And for me being constantly affirmed as the astrology affirms the, the channeled messages brings me a great amount of joy and um, makes me laugh. So yeah. Okay, cool. It's kind of perfect that we started this um, podcast later in general, right? Because it looks like everything starts on February 8th, which is good. That's really good. Um, So with this Mars trine Uranus and the sudden change and anxious energy, it sounds like um, even working with nervines or flower essences all month would be a good idea because there's a lot of opportunity for you know, anxiety, either that excited, you know, anxiety being excitement without the breath or the anxiety of like, oh shit, I did a big thing. Now I want to hide in my hidey hole and pretend like I don't exist. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think of like, you know, it's always easier when you start with them. Cause it's like, if you've ever had surgery and you, you let go, you think, oh, I'm doing well. And you back off pain medicine or whatever pain management you're doing. And then it gets ahead of you starting before you need it is life-changing. And for example, I'm actually working with a uh, Valerian and, um, skull cap right now, personally. Mm, perfect. Yeah. There's, those are such good allies. And I remember you suggested me working with, um, milky oats at some point, And that seems like that would be a good one to work with too. Absolutely. Especially if you're a mother. Um, and if you milky oats is if you've got that, like I'm bone tired already that milky oats is if that resonates at all, find some milk oats. <laughs> mm, okay, cool. Perfect. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna, um, just reiterate those dates that came through that you shared, and then I'll dive in and share the Akashic forecast. So we've got February 8th, we've got Mars trying Uranus, which is waxing, right? Sudden change can be the anxious energy. Um, just make sure you're consciously moving, right? Taking steps consciously, not rushing around and doing, I need to do all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I love this spring clean your belief systems. 
<laughs> so perfect. So um, then we've got Pluto return on February 14th, which is just pay attention to what's going on for the United States. For those of you who don't live in the United States, it might be entertaining just to watch on the outside. Um, <laughs> Casey's face, though, is not an entertained face. <laughs> Um, and then we've got February 16th, which is the full moon in Leo. <clears throat> and that you said that was going to be a really nice, positive full moon with, with this Aquarius Leo energy and really grounding in who you want to be in the world from that heart centered space, not the external role of like who you think you should be to make other people happy or to get more followers or to be the spiritual person you think you need to be in the world, but like, who do you deeply want to be? And then step into that role, even though nobody's cheering you on. I really love that. Um, I love that. Can you make those shifts even when nobody's cheering you on? And then you said there's also this Venus and Mars energy mm-hmm. around that time too, right? So excited to take actions, trusting that authentic success is possible. You know, that's been coming up a lot in my work with my clients, probably for the last year now is like giving people full permission to want authentic success to them, not what success is supposed to look like according to other people in the external world. Right. And like, you know, it's so, it sounds so simple, but there's so much programming and conditioning around what success is meant to look like. Right. If it's like, especially, I mean, I was just thinking about this today and like the spiritual kind of prayer performance world that seems to be happening more and more on social media of like this, this illusion of what it's supposed to look like. Um, but none of that's true if it doesn't resonate and feel true for you. You know, success to you might mean living in the woods and like living off grid and having, you know, a beautiful garden and sustaining yourself. Or it might look like, you know, having 10,000 followers and feeling like you're really having an impact on the world, whatever it is. There's no right or wrong there. Um, but I just love that that's coming through. That came through in the Akashic practice as well. Um, and the, I just read practice, <laughs> the Akashic records as well. Um, and then we've got the full moon practice of listing out five to 10 things you're grateful for that haven't happened yet. Um, so being grateful before it even happens. And that came really through, that came through really strong in the Akashic records too. And then you said, we've got Jupiter sextile Uranus on the 17th, getting excited about the shifts and change. Um, and then recognizing you create your own rules like that. Um, clear, clear thing, another clearing. So it seems like we're clearing out a lot of the things that are not ours, belief systems, conditioning, clear out, um, here, it seems very much like clear out all the things that say that what you desire, that kind of that personalized individual success is possible. Clear out all the stories that say, you can't have that. Who do you think you are? Nobody will follow you or care about what you have to, whatever, you know, all those stories we all tell ourselves. Um, and then can you live in that and trust it? And then do something that challenges yourself, right. But not these like big radical changes, like huge sweeping, investing all of your money into one 
coach or whatever. <laughs> um, I love that. Cause that came through, <laughs> that came through through the Akashic records too. And then you've got February 8th through February 17th. We've got like a week ahead, a week after you said, go ahead and just start something. Um, and then the 20th to the 21st, um, you might start feeling the energy of what's going to happen on February 23rd, Mars sextile Neptune. And then you said that kind of, you know, Neptune really puts a veil on things. I imagine almost like a fog kind Mm -hmm. of settling into a valley, right. Where it's just like that quiet and that calm, but you still can't, if you're driving, you can't fucking see. So you need to just go slowly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so that's like tapping into your intuitive mind, tapping into the receptivity. It's also the time where you had done all this big expansion. So there'll be some contraction and, um, you said downloads don't come in like an entire package they come in one to two steps. So can you trust and be led by your own spiritual connection? And then you said February 24th, the shadow period of the retrograde ends. And that's, that's that time where you're going to be tested on all the things that you've learned through this retrograde. Right. Yeah. And that's what we're in right now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and then just to keep an eye out for two, 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 because it's a fun number and a fun day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Beautiful. Thank you, Casey. Of course. All right, y'all. So I am going to read you the Akashic forecast. So the title of it was New Beginnings as New Beings. Over the last few centuries, people have been vacillating between remembering and forgetting the truth. February is a month where the opportunity to remember is truly available. This opportunity will not be loud. It will not scream from the rooftops or yell from the streets. If it will live in your hearts of heart, like a seed remembers its job as spring approaches. This is the memory you will feel. You are the seed and you are remembering spring. Three days into January and you started to remember. 16 days into February and that layered memory is awakening. If you want more clarity, then you must prepare yourself to be clear. How are you tending to your bodies, tending to your mind, tending to your physical, tending to your spirit? They all have, they all are working together, mental, physical, and spiritual, and your emotional body is the bridge. There's opportunity this month to get lost in illusions and in daydreams. How can you ground them into the 3D? What are you afraid you will lose if you ground them? If they move from your mind to your heart to your life, what are you afraid will happen? Don your most powerful attire, dress for success, and stop pretending like you don't know you were born for this. Small practical steps will win over large gestures every time. However, sometimes those large gestures are unavoidable. Sometimes you need to take the big leap to prove to yourself you are worthy of your own trust. Awakening. This theme has been coming up for a while. This theme has been used by society as a way to keep you asleep, as a way to compare where you are spiritually, air quotes, with someone else. Okay, you woke enough, bitch. 
That is false. <laughs> this is and never will be a game of comparison. How can you compare God with God? It is all the same. You and you judge yourself against. You and the you you judge yourself against are the same. What this awakening or remembering is, is an opportunity to rapidly break free of the conditioned illusions that keep you in a space of forgetting the truth of who you are. God, the universe and expression. You are not smaller or larger than you are not smaller or larger. That's your ego. And that's the collective ego. What if you thought of yourself like the seed? programmed to root when the season was right, when the conditions were right? What if all you have ever been here to do was to bloom at the right time and to die and be reborn again with the seasons in alignment with the seasons? You have your own season. And for some of you, you've been blooming and it's time to go to seed. And for others, you've been deep in the darkness of mother earth. You've been dormant and you will feel a call to change and transform trust it. Practically speaking, the most powerful work you can be doing is the un- is in the unseen realms, in the hidden realms within you, where only you can bravely traverse the landscape. Some can guide you to that place. Some have supported you to go there, but only you can explore the depths of the unseen realms within you to find the truth you seek. February is a month of great magic if you're willing to carve out the time to dive in and connect with the hidden realms within you. It's a great month to lay the fundam- to lay the foundation for those big daydreams that you that haven't seemed possible. It's a big time for rapid change and for opportunities beyond what you thought possible. But it all hinges on your on you being willing to be changed. Like the seed ready to grow The conditions are ripe. Are you ready to grow? Ready to outgrow the complacent discomfort of a disconnected society? Ready to tap back into the sacred season of you? Earthwork is important and powerful. Earth tending, the sacred wheel of life, planting seeds ritualistically, giving back your blood to the earth, reikiing the land, doing what supports you to connect with earth. And that is it. <laughs> I love it. I love it so, so much. And I, again, it's always so aligned. I know. I know. I love that. I love it so much too, because it feels like poetry and science weaving together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. Well, yeah. and it's so funny because of course, you know, and most people that have been following me for a while know I have my astrology teacher who's 97 and been doing this for 55 plus years. And funny enough, she actually brought up the Akashic records to me, uh, last week. Um, and I got to share about you, Meg. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, that's so fun. I love that. I would love to hear what she has to say about the Akashic records. It, um, yeah, they feel like they're calling more and more people to it. It's one of those things. It's like um, when I first started doing the Akashic Record work in 2017, like nobody had heard of it, really. Nobody was talking about it. And I felt so strange and like 
you know, I was like, nobody knows what this shit is. How do I explain? Like, yeah, I'm tapping into this like great cosmic library of everything. And when I'm doing work with you in it, I'm looking at past lives and I'm helping you, you know, my favorite thing is integrate past life trauma, causing present life drama, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, I feel like I've always said this, they, they call you when you're ready for them, you know, when you're ready to explore them and ready to tap into that wisdom, because it doesn't really speak to the thinking mind. It speaks more to your soul memory and more to your unique gifts and more to um, that inner knowing than anything else. And we live in such a society of a neck up, right? We're like so programmed to just work from the neck up. And the Akashic Records like live in your soul. You can't just be neck up. It doesn't work. Yeah. That, yeah. When I love getting the perspective, because you, you know, you were just saying that in 2017, people hadn't heard of it. And of course, Dorothy's talking about when she went in the 70s or late 60s and had her God, you know. So it's it one of those things is like, you know, I people don't realize the power of tapping into these things, tapping into astrology. Reiki making these part of your life, it, it's, it's lifelong, you know, it's not a skill like mm-hmm. you, you can learn Instagram marketing right now, and it's going to be nothing in a year. But if you learn these tools that yeah. here, it, you, you're going to be 90 sharing them. Heck, you might even be in another lifetime sharing them. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally, exactly. Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, that's, it's was been coming through a lot for me, you know, in those downloads is like preparing people and giving these people the opportunity to access these tools mm-hmm. in a way that, cause you can access the Akashic records. Like anybody can access the Akashic records. They're there for you, available for you at any point. Right. And same with astrology, anybody can research things on astrology. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's very different having a guide support you like your teacher right and it's invaluable having her support and her knowledge and her wisdom and the same thing goes for learning you know reiki or learning the akashic records it's like it's invaluable to have somebody who's learned who can teach you so that you're accessing them in a way that's clear and and that you feel supported instead of like, oh my God, there's so many things to learn. There's so many places to go. There's so many things to do. You know, where do I start? <laughs> Absolutely. And for some reason, the the image that came in my mind is I hope there's other Harry Potter fans, but there's the fifth Harry Potter where he, he gets Snape's old book and he's succeeding massively at potions class because there's notes in there and like, it's scribbled out and Hermione, the, the very intellectual ones like, no, that's not the way to do it but Harry makes the better potions from this book. That's yeah. to me what like having a guide is, is like, well, actually it works better like this so that you get the right results without as much mess. Mm-hmm. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you've been transitioning more to teaching about astrology rather than just solely focusing on, you know, doing readings for other people. Yes. To a certain degree, to a certain degree, though, I I think I've learned as well that it was very interesting that somebody pointed this out to me of how I've forgotten how to be a beginner with astrology. And part of that is that moment of like, what, what was actually shared with bringing in from other lifetimes. I don't feel like this is my first lifetime with astrology. Mm. So 
um, yeah, it's, it's, I haven't quite found my way forward with that yet. Yeah. I understand that. I understand that. And, and I think that, you know, just from my own personal experience and then watching all of the greats in, in the world, you know, teaching is the hardest, but also when you become the master, right. Is like when you can start to teach these insanely complex ideas in very simple ways where people can not only take it, but run with it. And I've seen that with some of my clients who I've taught the Akashic records with, some of them are not doing anything with it. Right. But some of them are truly running with it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's like, yeah, as a teacher, you're, I'm constantly changing and shifting the way I communicate this information so that people can run with it, you know, and, and coming back to that beginner mind. For sure. And I think I'm just kind of at a, personally at a place where, especially as I'm still with Dorothy, um, I don't, I'm not ready to be back there yet. I'm still soaking in all that she has to offer. And she just sent me home with another notebook full of all the lectures she attended. So there's more reading. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> more. I yes, thank you mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for being here and listening. You know, I'm sure you all can hear how similar these modalities are, you know, they're all, they're, they're very different, right. But the information that came through was so similar and, sure. you know, trust yourself, take time to be in those inner realms within you and those hidden places and trust the wisdom that's in there more than you trust random spiritual teachers on the internet, because yeah. that is definitely where the magic lives. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, yes, I had, I'm on TikTok now. If y'all are on TikTok, please follow me. But I had somebody arguing with me that shadow periods aren't real or people are arguing with me about astrology. And I'm just like, <laughs> I swear, guys, I know what I'm talking about here. Please Mm -hmm. don't listen to just everyone. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Yeah. Something that's been really big coming through for me is like, you know, especially wherever you are, I've had so many people come through Instagram who listen to the podcast who are like, oh, I've, you know, I've been in my spiritual journey for a year or I've been in my spiritual journey for like 18 months. And if you are that new to this work, please don't just trust anybody on the internet. Like, the most important work for you to do is to become really discerning Mm -hmm. and like, listen to your inner wisdom. Always, always slow down enough to just feel into how other people feel to you because they might have this air of seeming like they know everything, but if you can tap into your energetic field and that's not hard, you can close your eyes and just like lean in and then feel into whatever's going on externally. You'll know. And if it's like a full no, then stop following them. I don't care how many followers they have and just take a step away because there's a lot of bullshit out there. And it's, it's meant in my opinion, to distract you from the wisdom that's inside of you and not, not me, not Casey, not anybody knows more than the wisdom inside of you for you. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the, the key things that I found with the people that I worked with is as well, or people that I've trusted is if they feel like they're leading you closer to yourself, that's a good indicator that, or reinforcing the wisdom that's already in you, the knowing that's already in you. That's awesome. 
But if they're just pulling you on a path, that's usually their path they're pulling you on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I will say that it's all beneficial, right? Oh yeah. Because sometimes you need to get pulled on somebody else's path to realize like, oh shit, that is not my path. And this bitch doesn't actually know what she's talking about for me. And I'm really regretting that I invested X amount of money into that, but I'm going to learn and never do the same thing again. And so, you know, there you are, you have those experiences and I've definitely had my fair share of those experiences. Um, But it all comes back to discernment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for listening and being a part of this. Um, you could always check out Casey. She's sharing lots of stuff on social media, like she said, on um, TikTok as well as Instagram. And then same for me. I've been less active on social media because I've been sick as a dog. But um, that being said, I will be back. <laughs> um, and if you have, if you enjoy this episode, it's always so fun to see everybody sharing. So you could tag me at I am Meg Thompson. If you take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag Casey at Casey Denae. Yes. Yeah. All right, everybody, enjoy your month. Thank you, Casey, so much for being here. Thank you.